Welcome to this episode, episode number four of the Anxiety Free Life podcast, entitled Guilt, Shame, Pain, and Suicide. We all have three images that make conflicting demands on us thanks to these conflicting values. And these conflicts cause a lot of problems. The three images are who you are, who you want to be, and who the world and social media or any media expects you to be. These aren't easy things to sort out and it can be a big challenge to sort through your conflicting values. And for some of you, this will take some time and some help from others, sometimes even professionals. For those of you who could benefit from such help, hopefully beliefs about seeking it don't conflict with other values that get in your way. Shame. If you're struggling with shame, you are not alone. Shame is thoughts and feelings about who you are. It involves feeling unworthy of respect or positive consideration by others, feeling like you deserve to be judged and criticised, and feeling embarrassed in front of others. Like guilt, shame is hard to bear, and also like guilt, shame is not bad. There are times where we should feel ashamed and try to win back the respect and trust of others. Without a sense of shame, we'd be in trouble. But shame can also be a huge problem. It can go too far, go on too long, and prevent us from relating to others in healthy ways. And this won't be news to anyone. For people with histories of intensely negative experiences, such intense and long-term shame can feel like an unshakable part of life. You already know a major reason why. Sources of extreme shame. For most of for most of us struggling with such extreme shame, sometimes and even mostly, shame is learned in our youngest years and earliest relationships. What do I mean? It would take some explaining, but read or listen on and think about whether this might apply to you. When someone a child cares about expresses disappointment in them, rather than acceptance and enjoyment of their presence, they experience shame. Suddenly, there is a disconnection in the relationship, and the child feels less secure and less supported. When the important person expressing disappointment is a parent or important caregiver, the child wants to end the situation of disapproval and avoid having it happen again. In healthy relationships, this is just what the child tries to do over and over and over again. In this way, they maintain the overall approval and love of parents and other caregivers despite their bad behaviour. Yet, when it seems like parents and caregivers don't just disapprove of specific things a child does and don't just temporarily treat them as less worthy of respect and love, but instead repeatedly express a less love and appreciation of them and even contempt and hatred towards them then shame becomes a constant it's overwhelming and it leads to extreme attempts to escape it what does this extreme shaming look like like a little kid who whenever they approach their father or mother full of pride about to tell them about something they've done is met with leave me alone or a hand waving them away, a blank look, or no response at all. Or, whenever they've made a mistake or done something wrong, they hear from their parents things like, you're so stupid, you'll never amount to anything, 
You're such a terrible, ungrateful child. Or the ultimate, which is, I wish you were dead. When such experiences are repeated over and over again in any relationship, anyone will be torn between their need for connection and love and their fear of shaming, rejection, criticism and ridicule. Anyone will come to see themselves as a bad and unlovable person. And for someone treated this way in their home, shame is not about how to manage their relationships with people whose approval they want. Instead, it's about how they're a bad and unlovable person who deserves rejection and contempt or even hatred. At some point, even those most basic needs for love and attention so often when they are so often met with rejection, criticism or ridicule, those most basic needs themselves become sources of intense shame. And once this happens, until and unless a truly loving and connected close relationship is found, shame will be a constant companion. It colours all their relationships and all of their attempts to find security in the world. There are two parts of shaming, rejection and contempt. Repeated shaming rejections in childhood or in early teenage years can create a person who fears and avoids close relationships and develops social anxiety over time. Repeated shame can settle a person with lots of anger and hostility for years. Repeated rejection and contempt, whether alone or combined, tends to create people who fear and avoid asserting their their needs in healthy ways. And so, women and men who are severely shamed as boys or girls have a big internal obstacle to seeking help or even feeling entitled to seek help, including including help with getting over their shame. It is possible to overcome shame and even the most extreme shame, you can reach out for genuine connection from people capable of providing it and people who are just like you, but you need to connect with and be open with them in order to make your attempts successful. It is hard to have a relationship with people who are completely different from you or who are closed all the time. And also, remember this when you close up yourself from the outside world. Guilt. Like shame, guilt is thoughts and feelings about things you've done that are tough to handle. It involves feeling regret and usually feeling critical or judgmental for your, towards yourself for having done something wrong or bad, something that conflicts with your values or somebody else's values and with your view of being a good person. Feeling guilty can make it hard to overcome the negative impacts and changes coming from bad experiences. And we've all done things that conflict with our values. We've all let down or harmed others, including people we respect and love. So what's the connection between shame and guilt and suicide? Not all guilt is bad. If we couldn't experience guilt, we wouldn't have healthy relationships with friends, neighbors, co-workers or anyone else we might hurt, offend or hurt. Yet guilt can spiral out of control, it can be misplaced, it can be harmful in our lives and, with paired, and when paired with shame, it then can lead to a desire for suicide. 
There can be extreme guilt about ways you responded to certain experiences and the people involved. It's common to feel guilty about not saying no or putting a stop to things, letting another person take advantage of somebody else or take advantage of your own ignorance, letting another person do anything that was bad, or not protecting a brother, sister, daughter, son or friend when you should have or like you should have. Guilt happens when people feel that one, they could have done more to prevent what happened, or two, they could have responded differently. Lots of guilt is extreme and harmful, and it contributes to, contributes to problems like low self-confidence and low self-respect, to depression, and constantly feeling judged by others, all of which can cause serious difficulties in relationships, school and work. It's a lot to deal with, and extreme and irrational guilt may not be limited to how you feel about the situation. You may be feeling overly guilty about all kinds of things in your life. Every day you might come up with more reasons to feel really guilty. Sources of extreme guilt. There can be many reasons why such extreme and irrational guilt keep coming up and don't just go away, even when we understand that's what it is. Maybe parents, teachers, religious or other authorities repeatedly made you feel guilty for things that weren't your fault. Maybe when you did do things worth feeling some guilt about, you were made to feel extremely guilty and led to believe that making amends was impossible. Maybe you came to believe without necessarily realising it, that blaming yourself was better than believing that you had little or no control over what happened and came to see it's my fault or I have no control as the only two possibilities. So guilt, shame and pain are three big reasons why people decide to commit suicide. They will also decide to do so for the benefit of themselves or for others. So pain caused others creates guilt and shame and guilt and shame creates pain and the whole cycle grows by feeding itself and becoming self-sustaining. I remember a Tony Robbins recording which you'll be able to find on YouTube where a guy wanted to commit suicide and his reasoning was that by his death his family would be able to clear the debts with money from his life insurance. But insurance doesn't pay out for suicide, only when it's a natural or accidental death and coming to see that wasn't exactly a way out. Saved that guy's life and saved his family a shitload of pain too. Extreme physical pain and finally ending pain was one of the big triggers for me even to consider suicide after five weeks of extreme and constant full body physical and nerve pain. Thinking about my mum and sister and everyone else in my family, picking up the pieces and realising that killing myself would be like taking that pain, multiplying it ten times and giving it to the ones who loved me was what stopped it. Even though suicide had become like a recurring fantasy after a while and different methods had become like favoured sex positions. So I came to an understanding that guilt and shame arise out of a desire to relieve your own and others pain and yet guilt and shame was a reason for someone else close to me. Guilt over things she'd done which cascaded into guilt and shame over things that ultimately she couldn't control yet thought that she should be able to and all of that blew into this whole thing that we call suicidal thoughts and wound up with her in rehab and on suicide watch. But there is a happy ending, 
which starts with one question that I asked that got her out of that darkness and refocused on the purpose and desire in her life. And that's the question I'm going to pose to you today, which is, while you know what you don't want anymore, what do you want to do and what do you want to experience instead? And that's where I'm going to leave you today, on this episode number four, guilt, shame, pain and suicide.